podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where today we're doing a very special, Max, I'm going to call this the Sacked Cast. Um, we're, right. we're, we're covering, yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're covering the sacking of Chris Silverwood and Ashley Giles as Director of Cricket and First Team England Cricket Coach, respectively. Um, I am Jack Hope. Max, as I, as, I, as I semi-introduced you there, you are Max Roy Brown. How are you doing? Are you happy people have been sacked? I am. Yeah, it's always fun when people's <laughs> heads roll, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Yes, yes, the sacked cast. That's what we will be doing. Before before we get into all of that, though, Max, very quickly, can you give some messages to our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, please do uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell icon to keep up to date with what's going on with all things Cricket Podcast. Head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at the Cricket Pod. And if you want to support us, then uh, head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod, where very shortly we will be releasing our first Patreon only episode, if I'm not mistaken, Jack. Yeah, we're going to be up at 10.30 tomorrow morning on a Saturday, which you know, is, is medium early. Yeah. Um, for Considering there's no ashes on at the moment, medium it's, early. It's early if you're going to a 30th birthday party on the Friday night. Yeah, we will be counting down the best male cricketer of 2021 award from, I don't know, I think we had about 30 nominations from, from people. Not bad. Uh, so we'll be going from 30 to number one. Uh, I will spoil the first person who got a nomination, Don Bess. Um, somebody went rogue there. I won't name any names, Max. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but somebody, somebody, somebody nominated Don Bess. It should be, it should be a pretty fun show. Um, and actually, if you're a Patreon, you maybe have just long enough to vote in it. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod, um, there's a link there and you can submit your nominations. Um, it's, it's Let's get Don it's Bess really up fun. the charts. Well, maybe maybe let's not. There's a clear winner. There's a really clear winner as well. Uh, I, I think people will be able to guess who that is. Uh, it'll, it'll be good. Uh, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Five bucks is the, is the minimum entry fee. For that, we're on 29. We went down to 28. Now we're back up to 29. Thank you to Sadeep, who um, who signed up recently. Very much appreciated. Um, we're also going to go IPL crazy next week. I think. Of course. We've got some IPL shows um, planned, which will be pretty fun. We might do um, a live Q&A on YouTube um, with with new graphics, which will be exciting. Um, that's really that's exciting. exciting to me that I don't need to tell, tell the audience. Um, Right, Max, um, the sacked cast, let's kick it yes. off. Um, can you summarise what's, what's happened? Of course. So, as you may remember, it wasn't very long ago, uh, there was a very disastrous Ashes series uh, down under. And, um, uh, yes, after the disastrous Ashes, Charles and Silverwood have both been sacked in the least surprising development in English cricket this century. Giles took over from Strauss in 2018, and he promoted Chris Silverwood, who was then bowling coach, to head coach in 2019 after Trevor Bayliss left. And uh, things actually started quite well in, with this partnership. Uh, there were wins, test wins over South Africa, Pakistan and Sri Lanka. But then Giles removed Ed Smith as head selector. And in retribution, he planted a, a voodoo curse on England that saw them mm-hmm. win just one of their next 14 tests after that uh, 
uh, losing 10 of those, which obviously is not a good record. And it's a, well, it's a, it's a sacking record, isn't it? Relegation form. So, um, in the, uh, in the aftermath of the two heads rolling, Strauss is going to step in, uh, back in the role of director for the interim. And he's going to be announcing plans for what happens with the West Indies series in the coming days. But, um, yeah, the long and short of, long and short of it is Giles gone, Silverwood gone, Strauss back. It's like 2017 all over again. Yeah, it's the glory days. Um, Silverwood had this to say as his closing remarks on the, on the England job. Um, the last two years have been very demanding, uh, but I have really enjoyed my time with the team working with Rudy and Morgs. And I'm very proud of this group considering the challenges. I leave with fond memories. I'm now looking forward to spending some quality time at home with my family and embracing the next chapter. Uh, so goodbye to Silverwood. Max, I think the first question is um do you agree with the sacking of chris silverwood and ashley giles uh bearing in mind as, as silverwood alludes to there the the circumstances under which they've been asked to work in the last 18 24 months uh yes is the short answer and uh, the long answer is uh obviously to start with i do have a lot of sympathy for um chris silverwood in particular given the circumstances uh, as you mentioned you know the pandemic the bubble life that kind of thing it's not the circumstances uh, under which you would have uh, wanted to be England's head coach um, especially with all of the extra responsibilities that were were placed on him but ultimately um, there are just some things that can't really be ignored when it comes down to it I mean one of those being the insistence that he would have picked the same team for the first two Ashes tests I mean Literally everyone thought that was insane. You know, it's, it was a case of like, uh, well, your rule, every single other person in the world is wrong and I'm right. And that was, you know, not not a good sign for, for where things were going. But I also got a bit of sympathy uh, for him because, I mean, you know, let's be honest, like doing three coaching jobs and being a selection panel is uh, absolutely mad. And sort of the, the woeful run of form of, of one in 14, one win in 14 did largely coincide with this change. I know we like to look at, uh, find patterns in, in data as humans. It's a natural thing to do, but, um, you know, it does seem rather, uh, coincidental that those two things, um, came together. But I mean, the, the buck has to stop somewhere, really, doesn't it? That's the problem. And, um, I've found some, a quote from Ashley Giles in April 2021 when he did sack, um, uh, Ed Smith, and it's it's not left <laughs> Chris Silverwood with very much wiggle room <laughs> because Giles said uh, the current process of selecting England teams has been in place for over 120 years. Even though this system has its merits, with advances in technology and a greater information gathering resource at our disposal than ever before, uh, I don't know what that is. Whether whether the technology is like cloning people so that they can do four people's jobs at once. Um, the restructure is, is, in that the, is actually the technology. Yeah, yeah. the restructure is in the best interests of helping England's men's teams be successful. The new structure also makes lines of accountability much clearer. With Chris Silverwood as head coach taking ultimate responsibility for picking senior men's squads. So um, the ultimate responsibility <laughs> kind of leaves him with uh, with nowhere to go. Um, so so that's that's pretty pretty bad and on on Ashley Giles like I, he's he started he started it with those decisions didn't he so he's equally culpable and the thing for me that uh, really um I I find worse with with Giles is what he said after I think it was after the Sydney test and he said you can change me change the head coach change the captain but we're only setting up future leaders for failure that's all we're doing we're pushing it down the road I mean that, that's a, that's a terrible 
attitude, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it points to the fact that there's obviously something structurally wrong that that he he disagrees with. But I mean, like you're literally you've been in charge for three years, mate. Like, do you want, do you want to do something about it or just what? what? So I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I agree with the the, the general sentiment there, um, and I agree with the points or the the point you're just touching on a little bit, just tickling that there there are some structural issues in in the English game that have led to this. Um, what what is you know factually speaking here is that if you are the the head coach of the England cricket team and you are the director of cricket for the England cricket team, your your primary goal yeah is to produce an England cricket team that wins stuff. Uh, and if you look at what they, what they have achieved over the last 24 months, they've, they've achieved next to nothing uh, in, in terms of, of winning stuff. Um, you know, Joe Root's heroics in Sri Lanka and, and India aside, they, they go on that run that you're talking about. Mm. There, they win one in 14 tests, um, which is horrific, especially considering, you know, six of them are at home and, and you had mainly fit, core England team at home. I think Broad was missing for a few of the tests, wasn't he? But it was, it was, you know, you had people in place. And then they go to the T20 World Cup. We haven't really touched on this because the, the whole narrative has been around test cricket for, for England. Obviously, with the Nashes series, that makes total sense. But they, they didn't even make the final of the T20 World Cup. And um, we're looking at with, with, this t, with this, you know, England White Ball setup, you're looking at a side that has five potential World eleven players, I think. Uh, I, I was counting through this the other day. Um, certainly, certainly, you, you, you know, you're looking at Butler, Bearstow, um, Jason Roy p- potentially in the mix there. Um, uh, <sighs> Liam Livingston. Uh, it's 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 a uh, Mo and Ali. Rashid, it's a crime. Mo and Ali. Rashid, yeah. yeah, it's a crime <laughs> that in that T20 World Cup where the standard of T20 cricket was was pretty poor, if we're being honest. Um, that they they managed to get blasted out by Jimmy Neesham in 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 the semi. <laughs> um, you know, and like with respect to Jimmy Neesham and, and and taking into account that like you T Twenty does have a, a high variance and, and this sort of thing can happen. Um, they they obviously got their preparation wrong for for those situations. They bowled badly. They fielded quite poorly. I mean, there were a, there were a couple of injuries, I suppose, that you would point to. Yeah, as well. you know, so like I mean, there, there were, but it's it's it's. There wasn't an awful lot of, you know, there wasn't much of a backup plan, and they they've lost that game from a position of huge strength mm. um, on a wicket where that should never really have been possible. So, so yeah. you know, white ball, red ball, the last 12, 24 months have been, you would have to say, a pretty dismal uh, failure. Uh, and if you are, as I said, in that results business, um, which is a terrible phrase, but but is <laughs> is the reality of the, the situation in, in which they did exist, um, then the the chicken does come home to roost and the chicken in this situation max is is you being sacked yeah um, <laughs> i also think um looking at this in a, in a from a from a broader perspective here and we talk and we talk you talk there about structure i think at this point three of the four main perpetrators of of the the structures and the systems that, that england had in place that led to this anus miserables is that the right <laughs> one is that, that anus that's it, it, no, that isn't that a good one. Oh yes, no, you're all right. On it, uh, yeah, yeah, the ho- horrible year in Latin. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't go to good enough schools, or I didn't. You may have to um, to, to know Latin. 
Um, I think three of the four main perpetrators are gone. Um, I think Ed Smith, you know, he's Ed Smith has experienced a classic out of the England side. Now he's really good. I was good. just going to say, yeah, I mean, he's suddenly, now everyone's talking about how good he was at his job. I was but like, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He's some mad shit. <laughs> and England have had to deal with the legacy of some of the crazy shit he did do, as you say there. You know, the wrong England players being picked at the wrong times. Um, trying to shoehorn people into positions that they probably didn't have the skills to 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 pull off overloading some of these players as well i mean you, you know joss butler not a bad player for england in, in across all formats and I, I like i don't think the difference between him and ben folks in the test team is is significant really i think maybe about the butler bats a bit better maybe folks keeps a bit better but by burdening joss butler with the the, the test cricket um, side of things as well as the white ball I think you probably diminish him in both and, and I, I think Joss Butler was probably burnt out for 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 the certainly the Ashes tour in in the summer against India I don't, I don't think he was like loving his cricket um, it's the decisions like that were Ed Smith's fault we had like the Zach Crawley mayhem for for, for 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 you know the first part of this year and I know he's come back in and got that pretty 70 at, at the SCG and, and we're happy about that now but you have to look at the decisions to have him in the squad over and over again and why he's been there in the first place. And, and that is a, an Ed Smith decision. Um, so I think he was perpetrator number one. And I think he was right to be sacked, to be honest. I think it was probably one of the good decisions Ashley Giles made. <laughs> um, then we have to look at what Ashley Giles does after that. And that is to, to, to basically put in place a structure that is very familiar to people who follow football. You have your director of, of football or your director of cricket and you have your first team coach, your manager, um, in in football, and the idea there is that the, the director of football and the first team coach they work together to decide what type of player you want, what type of what what backroom staff that you want to support the first team, um, and, and and then the director puts in place those structures and 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 comes up with the names for the the first team coach, the manager, to then use um, to to produce results. So when we talk about Silverwood being selector, he wasn't. He wasn't actually supposed to be going round the counties watching county cricket or or streaming eight games at once to try and see whether James Bracey was getting on well at Gloucestershire. He had the idea was that Ashley Giles would put in place the structure so that he could put three names in front of Silverwood and say, "What do you want, um, Chris? I, I want a fast bowler. Well, here is your one, two, three options, and, and here are the the strengths and benefits, and here are some people. Here's a scout and a data analyst that can tell you about the the, the relative strengths and weaknesses of each. And then Silverwood, as the person who is close to Joe Root, who is close to the the conditions on the day, can make that call between between those players. Now Giles didn't put those that structure in place. I, I think that's fair to say. That's great. That sounds, that sounds fine. That sounds yeah, like it makes that sense. Isn't, that didn't get far enough. Um, and so I think Giles probably has to go for that. He hasn't, he hasn't fulfilled the director of cricket role that he was supposed to. Then we get to Silverwood. And I think there's some mitigation around Silverwood. Um, and, and you've touched on that. So I'm not going to go over it again. But the fact is here that he has not prepared the players well for the matches that they have to play. We talk about conditions. Yeah. And you, you mentioned not picking the... Uh, that, you know, he wouldn't have picked a different team. It's like the, your job on the day is to put the best 11 out there, give them the best plans, give them the best guidance, make sure everyone's in the right headspace to perform. Um, and that that clearly didn't happen. Now, I'm not saying that job was easy. You know, they 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 were living in this bubble. Um, it, everybody that's been in it has hated playing cricket in, in that situation. 
Um, but he didn't do a good job and other teams did. You know, India India beat 1-2-1 in England. New Zealand won 1-0 in England. They weren't out on the on the Raz every night enjoying themselves and living a great lifestyle. They were living in hotels as well. It, it was an equal, it was a level playing field. Same for the Aussies down under. Um, so he has to go. And then there's the last man is Tom Harrison, who is the the, the only remaining figure. Um, Teflon was, Tom. Was, yes, Teflon Tom. <laughs> yeah. Who has overseen the structure being put in place. Trials had a huge payoff for, for the hundred, we think, you know, two million pounds apparently gone gone in, gone into his pocket. Um and he he remained spouting corporate bullshit about you know moving on and and and, and steering the ship. Um and I I think to be honest, he's very lucky to to be in that position. So that, so that, you know three of the four perpetrators gone and I I think rightly gone where do you want to go next Max or do you have any further commentary on on the legacy of of those three or do you want to say anything about Tom Harrison um, yeah I, I think I think Tom Harrison needs a bit more of a, a deep dive because I, mean, I, I just it's just like what what's he what's he there for now he seems it's just like a stuffed shirt isn't he? Well, I mean, why it's, are you here, Tom? Uh, yeah, well, that is that is it, isn't it? I mean, they've, they he couldn't even prepare properly for a DCMS hearing into one of the most serious things that's happened in English cricket in the last ten years. Yeah, that has been going on. You know, like the the ECB let Yorkshire conduct their own investigation into something they'd done wrong. That was apparently fine. He couldn't give any serious answers in that in that hearing. You know, it was it was. In, almost embarrassing really to watch him try and um, talk his talk his way out of it with like corporate nonsense and and nothing words and yeah like it's the the def, the teflon tom i think is the perfect way of um describing it and it's it's just really quite quite galling and i don't know if is it is it the hundred is he is he still like living off the hundred not being a complete disaster is that is that what it is you set yourself oh, up yeah. for something I mean, that everybody hates and it turns out not to be that bad. I think there's a bit of a power vacuum there. And I think it's probably an institution that isn't really fit for purpose, the ECB now. I think it was a good idea. Well, it's, it's not actually that old, is it, the ECB? It's, 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 a, it's a child of the 90s. I think it's younger than us, <laughs> um, the, the ECB as, a, as, an, as an entity. Because um, obviously it was, the, it was the MCC that used to sort mm. of effectively organise English cricket. Um, famously, they had that vote, didn't they, on on the future of David Gower um, back in <laughs> in 1991 before yeah. before he he, he quit uh, or before he retired rather. Um, I, I so there's a vacuum of leadership here in terms of you know Tom Harrison himself being completely unable to provide any any guidance or to steer the ship, but also the 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 board and the chair. I don't think actually know if there is a chair in place at the moment. Um, who are ultimately sort of responsible for for Tom Harrison? I, I don't know. Look, I, I know, and I've, I've told you about this. I, I know somebody who has been interviewed for a position at the ECB. Um, the, the the bloke does not know the rules of cricket. Um, they're, they're they're purely interested in him because of his 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 professional career. And I, look, I, it is an business impressive, acumen. Is it is a prof- it is an impressive professional career, right? But there are lots of other people with the same title as him in the same industry who I'm sure love cricket and could do yeah. the job with the same professional I think, acumen. I um, think it has to be a prerequisite, doesn't it? Liking the, cricket to know the to rules, be, to, yeah, to sort you know, of I mean, be in charge of cricket. 
it's like not even an exposure to the the, the, the sort of cultures of the games or the the, the news of the time. Then yeah. he was completely disassociated from the news cycles. When he was preparing for the interview, I, I had some calls with him where we had to go through. This would have been back in, well, it would have been about two months ago. So it would have been around the time um, that we we had those DCMS hearings. And we were going through what people had said and why they said it and and why it was a problem and, you know, how there, there are issues with Asian represent, uh, representation in, in, in English cricket. I'm completely unaware. Now, that's the board that exists they're the people responsible for Tom Harrison. You can see how that partnership is. <laughs> it facilitates mm. facilitates Tom Harrison. But anyway, he's there. I think he should probably go as well. But, um, you know, I don't know. Has he got his £2 million check yet? Maybe he's waiting for that. Maybe. Um, we, we, just, we, need to, we need to stick him in the dishwasher a few times so the coating rubs off and then uh, then we'll be all right. Um, in, the, in, the, in the sack summary, you talked about Andrew Strauss, who has taken over as interim director of cricket it is a role mm-hmm. that he had in the past yeah um, he is expected to appoint a caretaker coach in the near future um, the three names that have been mooted are paul collingwood uh, richard dawson who's the current under 19s england coach they're obviously in the final of the under 19s world cup so he's uh, a major flavor of the month that's yeah that's a recency bias <laughs> big yeah. bash ipl auction pick isn't it <laughs> Uh, and um, Alex Stewart, who is you know well known in English cricket, um, is he the is he the director of cricket at Surrey or something yeah. like that at the moment? Yeah, yeah, so he's he has some acumen in there, which presumably takes England through the West Indies tour, uh, and then after that tour, there's a nice little break before the summer tests. Obviously, you have the IPL where you could actually get your house in order a little bit going into uh, what will be the New Zealand series, I think, in June, won't it? Mm. Um, yes. We don't really know what will happen. Um, the the odds for permanent coach. Do you, do you want me to just read out the top five or six here? Yeah, Alex Stewart, Gary Kirsten, Paul Collingwood, Justin Langer, Jason Gillespie, Ponting, Trot, Flabber, Mickey Arthur, and Anthony McGrath. If you want to go all the way down the list, right? Uh, is there is there anyone that you you, you want on 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 out of those ten? Um, I think I think Gary Kirsten would be uh, a pretty a pretty reasonable bet, wouldn't he? He's uh, done. He's got bags of experience as a coach he has said in the past that he wanted it but only if England had kept keep sort of the red and the white ball separate and yeah. I can't see her going down any other route than that Strauss, I can't see that with, with Strauss you know Strauss is back in as interim coach he was sort of part of the drive to focus on on white ball cricket while he was around and um, like yeah, I would imagine we'll be putting those structures back in place, which is quite funny, isn't it? Basically, if there's ever a if there's ever an example that you haven't done your job properly, it's that they've sacked you, brought someone in to undo everything that you've done or not done properly, and go back to how it was five years well, ago. Well, he didn't. I don't think he was sacked, was he? Didn't I think he stepped down because his no. Wife G- was I'm took Giles. And oh, Giles, about. Giles. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think all the noise is that they are they are going to split the roles. Um, at, at the moment and, and as you see I, I as you say i think that's the the right approach i mean we we actually talked during the ashes i think max about the the number of days cricket that the england play over a year mm. um and it is it's you know it's, it's a insane amount it's, it's over 100 days um you can, assuming, mean, yeah. assuming you know there's are there's some five day tests included in that hundred and obviously they don't all play out but it's it's a lot of days but I mean, Actually, they could play out, can't they? That's the thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they're in um, a bubble for all of it. So, and the the preparation you need to 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 do that job, I think, 
in this era is is too much. When it was like, you know, back in 2005, when basically teams played their test side in one day cricket with like two ODI specialists. You know, we yeah. bring in Paul Collingwood back in 2004 before he got into the test team. Yeah. Uh, and then it would be yeah. like Craig Keyswetter or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Michael, um, that was the start well, yeah. when we started to do things slightly differently, wasn't it? Michael yeah. Yardy would come well, in and Bapara was around the the team. Oa Shah was the ODI specialist for a little bit. Often yeah. it was it was for England's point of view. I think other teams took it more seriously, and they had yeah. like Andrew Simons or something like that. Yeah. But um, it was usually like an auditioning thing for the for the for the big show to get into the test side. Um, Oh, sorry, where am I going? We're back, but yeah, so back then, I, I think you could have one person in charge because it was the same group of players, and yeah, the, the, and also T20 barely existed. Yeah, um, didn't at the moment in a calendar year, if you are a, a coach for the England side, you have let's say 14 tests, so what's that 70 days of test cricket that you, you must prepare for or, or, or expect that, that might happen? Um, on top of that, you probably have 10 ODIs five to ten t20s and usually there's an icc tournament thrown mm. in there as well so that's a month um, out of it yeah uh then you've got the two-month ipl season where you don't really have any exposure to the players um which which you know condenses that cricket down into a 10-month period let's say um and that 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 I think now, with the divergence in the two play, playing groups and the level of preparation that you need to put in, um, you know, 2005. I, I don't even know if England would have had an analyst, to be honest. Um, the ad, probably the, not. No, they probably didn't even measure like how far people were running in the field. Uh, stuff, you know, really quite basic things. They probably didn't have like tracking stuff. Um, I, I doubt at like nets whether they had a speed gun to see who was bowling, what speed people were bowling. It was probably all eye test. Um, that's completely changed. So Giles talking about that technology uh, back in April 2021, it's that sort of thing that's come into the game. And I think the burden on one man there is is too great to to do both sides of the game. Uh, England have got the resources to split the roles. It, they they've split the roles, the captaincy roles. With a fair deal of success, you'd say, over the last decade, yeah. um, in that they they have managed to get to number one in 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 Test cricket, they've generally been a reasonably competitive Test team, if not amazing, with with not always the the greatest generation of players. Uh, and then in, in white ball cricket, particularly over the last five to seven years, they they've gone from strength to strength with that split. And 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 I, I think it makes sense from a from a coaching perspective to do that. Um, and I think, you know, ideally, you'd have the two coaches with one director of cricket overseeing both, who helps to do things like set settle resp- um, disputes over yeah. availability. I mean, yeah, because- you need some sort of synergy, yeah. don't you? So, they're, they're, yeah, there should be some sort of, uh, yeah, uh, office held for, for, for that. But, yeah, I sets don't goals, think, yeah. decides, you know, someone Balance who can of resources, questions. that kind of thing. Yeah, someone who can answer questions, you know, who is playing? You know, why are they playing? What are the goals we want that player to achieve by playing them? Um, so simple things. Like, you know, why have we sent these fifteen players to go and play the T Twenty um, matches in 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 the West Indies? Um, they, the director of cricket should be able to answer that strategic question. They should be able to say why George Garton played and got smacked around the park. Well, we wanted to have a look at him. Well, you know, some of these things they can do already, but I think they're sort of happening accidentally rather than. <laughs> With, a, with an overall strategy. And this is what this person is, is supposed to do. And on top of that, we talked about the systems earlier, put a proper scouting system in place, you know, 
create an analytics department and, and make someone the head of analytics who has responsibility for recruitment and match planning and make them accountable for, for those decisions. At the moment, that part of England cricket is really opaque. You know, it's, it's basically a guy freelancing. He goes and does KKR half the year, he writes books. <laughs> um, you, want, you want that a little bit more in-house, a little bit more... A little bit more front and center, if that's the way the. Yeah, I mean, we got we going. got bloody crickvis, haven't we? <laughs> well, but that yeah, and that there's there's there there is there's an, a certain level of opaqueness around that. Is there just um, someone what, reading what Twitter all day? Is that what it is? Maybe it could be um, someone who can and, and someone who can make progress on other structural areas that we sort of identified over the last two months. Say pitches in county cricket, for example. The the, the first team England coach or the captain cannot be responsible for the pitch at Derbyshire. The director of cricket for the the English cricket team, you know, they can take some time out of their week to to have a call with groundsmen and and yeah. ask, you know, can we can we do anything about these pitches? Why are they like this? Um, that's their job. Um, they they should be in place to do that. Um, and then and then, and then also provide a little bit of clarity about what England are actually trying to achieve in both formats and, and how they want to play. We've got that for white ball cricket, but I think that's sort of by accident because Owen Morgan exists. Um, I don't think we have that for Test cricket. You know, Joe Root isn't going to provide that. You need some support around Joe Root to say this is what the England team is and and why it is. Um, so that's where I'd go if I were if I were if I were launched. Would you add anything? It's a good manifesto. I like it. I'm uh, I'm on board. Um, we had some questions from Twitter. Um, do you want to do you want to answer some questions from Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just have to get it up. Hold on. Hold on, bear with me, Max. We had oh, maybe up to seven questions. That's quite a lot of questions. Wow. Um, a badger, the cricket badger, not that cricket badger, another cricket the other badger. One. Which job are you going for? Which job would you take, Max? That's a good question. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, it, it would have to be something, uh, it'd have to be an analyst job, wouldn't it? That's what I'd do. No, I'd, I'd get take director I'd, of cricket. I'd get you, you could be director of cricket and you can create an analyst job and I'll do that. Okay, great. Uh, what does Ross do? Uh, he can he be Tom Harrison. He throws balls. He throws balls. <laughs> <laughs> Business he's Ross. On the, he's on the dog wanger. Um, <laughs> uh, Paul Griffiths asked, uh, obvious one, I'm sure it'll be covered. Um, who will replace the three missing amigos, chairman, director, and head coach? Any truth in the Justin Langer rumours? Is Ross going for the director role? So we've just ruled Ross out. He's, Ross is on the dog wanger. Yeah. Langer, I want to talk about Langer in a minute, so we'll cover that in a minute. Um, we didn't really say who we would have ideally. We talked quite yeah. conceptually about what we want in place. Uh, if I could pick anyone, I'd probably keep Andrew Strauss. I think he's the one with the yeah, clearest vision. I, I think uh, so. But I don't I know if he'll so. want to do it. I don't know if he'll want to do it. And and actually, within the English game, I'm not... Someone like Mike Atherton would probably be pretty good at that job. If you could have anyone, mm. Mike Atherton, Andrew Strauss... Someone who's basically yeah. been watching and talking about it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and Head and coach is critiques. a... Head coach, who would you take that? I like the well, idea see, of Kirsten a little bit. I like the idea of Kirsten. I, I, I think Nicky Arthur would be a really good fit, but obviously he's just taken over at Derbyshire, so it's unlikely. Yeah, but I, I, I think he'd be a really, uh, really strong option. But uh, yeah, seems unlikely. But yeah, I think Gary Kirsten would be be. Yeah, uh, we didn't really talk about any of those options, did we? I, I think you can rule out um, Gillespie because he's settled in South Australia. I think you can yeah. probably rule out Mickey Arthur because he's just signed a long-term contract in Derby. Uh, I don't think they'll bring back Andy Flower. No, uh, Justin no. Langer seems like a bit much. You know, they're, they're going to be it's playing a bit, cricket. Of a bit of a turn, isn't it? It's a bit of a they, yeah. They're going to be playing cricket in bubbles a lot in the in the near future. And I, you I don't want to be in a bubble with intense. Justin Langer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised though if they end up going either uh, Alex Stewart or Paul Collingwood. 
And I think promoting from yeah. inside would be a really bad move. I mean, Do you given... know you wouldn't take Collie? No. I, see, I wouldn't mind Collingwood as like ODI guy. Yeah. Yes, I mean that that could work. Yeah, I mean uh, the, like white problem. Team. Yeah, my I mean my concern. I suppose yeah, you definitely should have split the roles, two, don't you? Yeah, England did split the roles. So maybe you do want one person who's uh, still been around to sort of uh, kind of help the integration of someone new. Mm-hmm. But um, f- from my point of view, it feels like yeah, promoting for someone someone from the maybe inside. Maybe retire. Just, it just continues the groupthink. That's the problem. We've been stuck with groupthink for the last three years. Of a close well, so here's the thing in 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 white ball cricket, I don't know if that's such a huge problem. You probably need somebody to challenge Morgan a little bit on some mm. of the ideas and, and maybe sort out the death bowling. But the general premise, which is whack a load of runs, it's good. It's a good. It's a good yeah. idea. You know, it's 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 the best thing to do. Seventy five percent of the job. So I don't know. Kirsten has test. I don't really care who does the ODI. Retire Morgan and make him in charge. Not the, worst idea, not the worst yeah. idea. <laughs> um, I mean, Giles did did the ODI job, didn't he? Himself, two years when um, Andy Flower retired from ODI cricket and stayed on as Test. Um, so England have done it before, not with great success on that occasion. <laughs> but um, <laughs> as, as both teams bombed, but um, but yeah, uh, still on Twitter, um, lots of people actually asked about Joe Root. Um, so Nick. Kashi, Rishab asked a question, but we've already answered that. Um, what do you think? Do you think he should have gone as well? Uh, I think we talked about this. I think you can sack yeah. Joe Root because no other alternative. That's it, isn't it? I mean, is Joe Root the is Joe Root uh, a good captain? Probably not. Really, probably, he's not, he probably not very good. Not very ne- good captain. Negative ten yeah. runs a test, probably something like that. Yeah. Uh, is anyone else going to be better? Probably not. I, they might be, but they might not be in the team or good enough to play for England yeah. in the test team. So, yeah, it's, you're a bit you're a bit hampered, aren't you? What you need is someone who can support Joe Root a bit better and like, yeah, yeah give them give them a few pointers rather than yeah, help, you want help them pick the wrong team and stand by it. Send Joe Rat- Root out with a game plan. Don't make Joe Root the game plan. Is yeah. is what I would. And it's 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 a little it does it hurts me, Jack, that we've basically wasted the best year of Joe Root's career. Let's be that. I mean, it's, oh, it does. It's, it's absolutely gutting, isn't it? That we yeah, we had he he will never be that good again, probably. And we won one test. We had the great greatest year from England's maybe greatest ever batter against the three best teams in the world at the moment. It, it should have been. It should have been an awesome year where we, you know, we got that result in India. Even if you lose three one in India on those pitches, you can be like, "Ah, oh, head held high." <sighs> to blow the summer, win one test in the summer, pretty poor, and then to get, you know, blasted. Spanked. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say something worse than that, but I held back. Uh, <laughs> when you had all of these runs on the table, is uh, is devastating. Um, on on Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Get involved. There's a special show out tomorrow for Patreons. VJ um, asks a couple of questions. Uh, well, one's, one's about Strauss, and we've sort of covered that. Um, Strauss is good. Actually, I think that might be it. So there's, it doesn't look like there's any questions over on Patreon. Um, Strauss is good. That was it. The rest, the, the other, there's another question pertaining to the IPL, but I want to keep things separate, and we're going to do mm-hmm. an IPL. We're going to do at least one IPL show next week, or probably two. So, uh, And then we'll have IPL corner until the IPL and there will be an IPL show for two months. So there's plenty of time for IPL. Yeah. Well, well let's hold off on that. <laughs> yeah, just keep the IPL powder dry. Yeah. Um, 
the last thing I wanted to talk about was was Justin Langer. Yes. Um, who is up for a contract renewal. Uh, but nobody really knows, Max, what they're going to do there. There was a rumour last week that he was going to have to apply for his own job again if he wanted to do that. But they said that definitely won't be happening. But they're still not really clear on whether they keep him or not. Before I go into sort of the detail of what we know, would you keep Langer? Uh you sacked everyone in the England team. Yeah. <laughs> Would you keep Langer? I'd, I, to be honest, I think I'd have to. What I'd do on Justin Langer is a uh, three sixty degree review, uh, and and uh, and take it from there. Because I think the the rolling one year contracts. Yeah, well, th- well, there was the issue, wasn't there, that they lost at home to India. That was that wasn't great for them, um, given that India, uh, you know, wonderful performance from them. But let's be honest, you're at home against what's mostly an India B team, and you've lost. That's uh, that's pretty bad. On the flip side, they won the T20 World Cup and absolutely spanked England in the Ashes, where all the decisions they made in that series basically yeah. went right. So you know, the recent form is is really good. The only concern I'd have in sort of as uh, someone in charge of Australian cricket is whether having Justin Langer in charge is sustainable because obviously you've heard, yeah, there's the, the odd story comes out of uh, him going a bit mad, making people walk around the outfield in bare feet kick a bin. and kick a, kicking bins and yeah, being, uh, being intense. So making just, them watch the whole of Ben Stokes's innings the day after they right, had to exactly. leave Stokes' this, innings. This, this quite, of, this and they're pointing out the flaws in what they were doing whilst yeah. it was happening. Um, so um, you just, I think you need to have a little think about whether that's sustainable mentally for, for the Australian well, side. Yeah. They're on, the, on the plus side. I mean, back on the results August, side, you keep him, I think. Yeah, he's the second best winning coach, second winningest, if you're American, winningest is a, is a word. Yeah. He's the second winningest coach Australia ever had. After what a John terrible McCann word. In <laughs> he's won the T20 World Cup for the first time. Um, but yeah, the player, back in August, I think the players actually sent a list of demands to Cricket Australia that they, they needed to, Langer to, to come through with. Mm. Otherwise, they were just going to be like, he's got to go. Uh, and I, but the understand, what we understand is that he has actually come through with those demands but you also have to remember that Australia didn't really play through the whole of last summer they went to the T20 World Cup not all of those players then went on to the Ashes some of them have been in and out of the squad yeah Uh, the Ashes when you win 4-0 at home in the Ashes and and you actually only have to play about 14 days of cricket to achieve that um, that's that can't be too stressful like the the coach doesn't need to be intent the I've got. I had written down here. You could have, you could have had the big Lebowski uh, or the dude from the big Lebowski in charge, and they'd have still cleaned up in in in, in that series. But similarly, you go to Pakistan uh, on the fourth of March for a month. You play three tests there, three ODIs and a T Twenty. You could have the big Lebowski in charge there, and it would still feel like the most intense situation. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd have thought. Uh, and Langer is is you know he's a few notches up from the dude. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's there, there's rumours about Bayliss, isn't there? Uh, he's got a connection with Pat Cummins from Sydney. And, uh, well, not Sydney, whichever state that is, New South Wales. Um, I think so. And yeah. the, the the assistant manager, they all like him, apparently. Okay. Um, so there's there's two options there. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think that's everything on the sacked cast, Max. Any, any final words from you? Uh, no, bring on the uh, bring on the new regime of uh, of England cricket. Um, that will be interesting to see how we go. 
let's hope <laughs> let's hope we get the new manager bounce. That's what we're yeah, looking for. That's, yeah, that's what we're looking for. Um, the Roy Hodgson effect. We will see. I'm sure. I'm sure, you know they'll probably appoint someone by Monday, so we can talk about this all again. Um, but yeah, goodbye, Max. Goodbye, audience. Remember at the Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, like, subscribe, follow us on whatever platform you watch or listen to the show on. And patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod keeps us in business. Um, look at Max's house if you're on, on YouTube. He can't afford to paint his walls. Just five, <laughs> just five bucks a month can help Max paint his walls. Don't give it to a donkey sanctuary. Give it to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the podcasting equivalent of a donkey. Max Roy Brown. Charming. Bye. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>